1: Sissoko, finally waited Erickson low, great ball into the middle What a save by Heaton Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura And belted into the net. brilliant goal On debut, Tongue Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura, clips it Oh great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London that is absolutely incredible on debut! Aurier! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First here okay. Good area for Spurs. What a afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal. Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Will try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot. And with good reason. in the early back line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Min Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career.
0: Evening all and welcome to... Another episode of the Touchline Hotspur podcast. I'm hosting this evening. Owen's done a great job of hosting. To be honest, he's basically taken my spot, and I think he's basically he's actually better at hosting than I am. So I'm filling in for Owen this week. That's that's how good this guy's been in the past couple of weeks. But anyway, I'm I'm joined
2: by <coughs> two of the episode present regulars. Tops, how you doing? Yeah, good, bro. All good, man. Um, yeah? riding the wave at the moment this week. Yeah, So, just wait until Sunday, man. But yeah, I'm Calm. good, bro.
0: Calm. Spurs ain't ruining your 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 joys. Nah,
2: England, are, England are filling you with joy, right? That's it, man. I'm filling me with joy, man. I'm happy, man. I'm happy.
0: Okay, okay. And we've also got our, our resident Scott Hall. <laughs> <laughs> From the new Spurs order. Yeah, what are you saying, man?
3: <laughs> I'm fine, man. It's good times, bro. Spurs, I ain't heard too much in the news about Spurs. So, they ain't been depressing me. And to be fair, um, you know, I'm not really England's biggest fan, but they've done themselves really proud in this in the last two tournaments, they've done themselves really proud. So it's interesting to finally see England in a final and we'll see what happens on Sunday.
0: Yeah, we will, we will. It's it's due to be a great game. I'm sure we'll talk about it as we go along our agenda. But anyway, let's 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 sort of get straight into it because it's been it's been a week in a bit of Nuno Espirito Santo at Spurs. Pre-season has started now. We've seen the pictures filtering out of the Spurs website, Twitter. We've seen Ndombele in training picks. We saw, we saw the Spurs account talking about Sesayon because obviously he's back in, he's back in the fold now. He's he's in first team training. Uh, unfortunately, we still saw bums like Harry Winks there as well. <laughs> we're seeing, unfortunately, we're seeing some bums um, in those training picks as well. But the one player that we're not seeing. Is Harry Kane. And the reason why we're not seeing him is because he's too busy captaining his, his country to a Euro 2020 final. I don't know about you lot, but I honestly, like, I'm not... The thing is, I don't have, like, a strong affinity to England because I try to support England and they just let you down, is it? But, like, irrespective of what the result is, like, I can't help but feel a sense of... Um, I can't help but feel proud of Harry Kane. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a Spurs player leading England to their first final in 55 years. It's a lot, man. It's actually a big deal. You see how people are moving, mad. You see people jumping on buses. You see the madness that they were, doing, <laughs> they were doing on Wednesday. It's a big deal, man. And and for it to be a Spurs player to score that goal that takes England to that final, man, it's, it's emotional, man. It's crazy. What's you lot sports? Trust, man.
2: Like, certain man. Tried to dunk on my boy's head. Yeah. He had to come Speak back with the Speak vital goals, the vital assists, the vital penalties. Now who's chatting. After the season <laughs> this guy has had, the contribution he's had at club and country, certain men just have to shut their mouths, yeah? Shut their stinking mouths. Tell them. what's what's good for them, man. Because <laughs> Harry Kane, that's my guy. That's my striker. HK10. He's been dunking on these man all season. And they thought, raw. End of the season, man's moving a bit tired. Man's moving a bit slow, a bit sluggish. I beg, shut your mouth, man. Have respect. Put respect <laughs> on my boy's name, man. Put yeah. respect on my boy's name, please. Yeah. yeah, I'm
0: coming to you next as well because uh, let's be honest, Harry Kane had a shit group stage. He had a shit group stage. Let's 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 call a spade a spade. He had a shit group stage. He didn't even play well against Germany. But when the going gets tough, he's there, man. Talk to me, man. Talk to me about H. Um
3: I think Tops, in terms of like some of the, the violence he received on Twitter, he has every right to, to give the people uh, the Superman chest. Like I saw some of it. I knew Tops is a big boy, so I didn't need to come in there with the interference to the ring. He handled his business, yeah? But if we're going to be like fair towards like our judgment of Kane, you're right. He didn't have a great group stage poor stinker really to be fair like we have to be like as brutally honest towards kane even though our affiliations are spurs we have to be brutally honest towards kane as we would towards any player that wasn't spurs affiliated so yeah the stinker all right cool but tournament football allows you to have a stinker in the group stages so long as your um country makes it out of the group stages you can obviously get better as the tournament progresses And yes, he wasn't too good against um, Germany, but essentially they got the job done. He got his first goal of the tournament, which was crucial. You could see he was relieved. Um, He had a good game against Ukraine, uh, took the first goal sublimely well, like he should do, like what we expect of him. Uh, Got second goal. Uh, There there was moments in there where I thought he could have, like, you know, stepped up the play a bit more, but there's no complaints. They won 4-0 very comfortably. Against Denmark... I think Denmark was an interesting game, to be fair. I think he didn't start off too good, got into the game, uh, started to show better performances. And as he got into the game, England started to purr and basically dominated the rest of the game. Uh, it looked like Denmark were basically on the counter-attack or like basically hoping for opportunities as threatening as they were. But once Kane got really going, I, I wouldn't say it was his best performance of the tournament because I think the Ukraine game was a better performance. But I think for the impact, that Denmark game was crucial. And yes, he missed the penalty, but like a very good striker, he followed it in. Yeah, get me though. Okay. 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 That's how you make babies, by the way.
0: <laughs> Tell him again, man. Let's before we get on to the penalties one as well, let's let's actually talk about his performance as well because Oh man, it's crazy. I think, I think his I think his Spurs fans. Like we know firsthand what a good Harry Kane looks like. That's why it's quite—it's so easy to. I, I, I think general in, general football fans should know what a good Harry Kane looks like because H like Kane is a striker who is always in the game. Like even when he's not scoring, he's always in the game. He's making shit happen, yeah. And that was the one thing that you, you could see was missing in the first couple of games for England. Nothing was happening with Harry Kane. The touches were poor, sloppy, link-up was poor, static movement. Like, it just wasn't clicking and he wasn't playing well. But it's weird. He's, I feel like he's a bit of a slow starter. He's done, We've seen it at times in a couple of seasons where he'll start off slow and he just goes mad. And I think this is translated into the tournament as well. Started off slow, but credit to him, he's gone mad. Because for me... I know he scored the two goals in Ukraine, but for me, on the ball, I think his best performance for England was against Denmark. I think he... I wouldn't say he was a 10 out of 10, but he played well. He put in a captain's performance on the ball, off the ball, pressing, working hard. Yeah? <sighs> he, his pass for that led to the equaliser was sublime. Like, people on the turn, it was yeah,
2: absolutely Sublime. Surprised. Honestly. People
0: talk about people talk about oh why is Harry Kane dropping deep etc cetera, etc cetera. that is why
2: that's man, why man like so many <laughs> things about that performance was just on. like I know we say this guy is world class right but how many players are going to lead the line the way he did at times in that game there were moments where we needed a pressure relief he'd take the ball on the sidelines he'd hold it up beat a couple man grab a free kick we can relax we can restart. So many moments in key areas, dropping in to help the players like Mount, like Sterling, like Saka feed in front of him. Happy to do that. That is what you call a complete striker performance. And rightly, as you said, as you said, the penalty came. In my heart, I was like, man, this is his bag. But when I saw the penalty, the penalty was mid. The penalty was so mid for his standards. I couldn't believe it. But as you said, he was managed to follow it in. And get his goal now. From what from what people were saying was now a poor tournament, my man is basically on the cusp of basically getting golden boot. Yeah, like at this point, you can't fault him, and right, rightly so. Yeah, he's had a bit of a slow start, but I could definitely say that this is the player that we need him to be for England, and he's very much coming to his own, man. Like I, yeah. like I can't fault that performance. Him and him and Sterling were just on un, unreal, man on Wednesday yeah. night. So I'm just happy, man. I'm just happy.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm going to come to you on this. And I feel like, because with Harry Kane, it's weird. We don't really see the Spurs Harry Kane translated on the international stage for England these tournaments. In Euro 2016, he was poor. World Cup 2018, he got top scorer and I commended it for him. But in terms of his performances, it wasn't really the Kane we know. And like, we've spoken about the group stage as well. But I feel like, I don't know, these knockout games were finally seeing the Tottenham Harry Kane come to the fore for for England. How important, how important is he for for England's hopes in this final? Because I know we got the history with Chiellini. It's the history of Tottenham. I mean, boy, Italy are not going to be any slouches. But t- talk to me about Kane's importance in in this upcoming game on on, on Sunday.
3: This might sound controversial. But I think Sterling's more important to England's overall performance on Sunday. And what I mean by that is, I think the group stages, although Kane wasn't good, he as we acknowledge he had a stinker, the fact that we saw Sterling perform and kind of like drag the team along, um, kind of showed that, all right, fine, Kane could technically go missing. And England could still get the job done. What has happened in the last two games is we've seen what happens when Kane turns up. Now it makes England virtually impossible to beat, like easily. Yeah, like he he makes them, it's another level he takes them to. I think in this final, it is important that Kane does perform in some shape or form. He doesn't have to score, you know, although, you know, the the people that don't watch football and just watch stats, yeah. will like, oh, he didn't it. score, he's dry, you know, and yeah. like, his doo-doo. No, it's not about that. Yeah. We don't need Kane to score. We just need him to turn up. Yeah. And there, there's a very big difference to the two. Kane turns up, mixes it up with his teammates, England possibly win this game. Yeah. Because Sterling is, Kane is on paper the biggest threat, rightly so, because he is the better striker of the ball. But the threat in the tournament so far has been Sterling. So if Kane is able to mix it up with the team, Italy are in for a whole heap of danger. Mm -hmm. If Kane struggles in this game, England will struggle, but can still slightly possibly get over the line because they have performed as a team very well. Um, But I think if you want, if, if I'm putting on the Tottenham hat, hold on. The Tottenham, hat. let me say it like this. Fine, I'm not England's biggest fan, but Kalini has to go.
1: He has <laughs> to go.
3: <laughs> this,
2: look, 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 We love <laughs> him. On his head. Listen, his head. Listen. His head. Listen, um, listen, listen. Yeah. Um, off After off Kalini dropped that line,
3: yeah, he was dead to me. I don't buy him on Pez. <laughs> I don't buy him on <laughs> a manager. Yeah, I don't pay If he goes and regions as a coach, He's done to me, yeah. He's done <laughs> that. Yeah. After he dropped that line, you're finished. When I play with Juventus, I put him to the subs bench. I don't want to see him. Yeah. Good. So for that sake alone, oh, I need it. I need England it. and Kane have to deliver, ain't it? Right. Yeah, we have to. We have to. We have to. Right? Yeah. I need but, a muddy... But if and I'm I'm gonna be like fair, yeah. If they don't, Kalini has to be injured. Like it's it. It's one way or <laughs> the other. <laughs> <laughs> man? <Come Yo. in>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here
0: for niceties. <laughs> said it. No, it's not what I do. Man, I need him murdered. I want Chiellini's head on a Game oh, of Thrones uh, style. You remember Joffrey? You yeah, remember when? Yeah. You remember when Sansa Stark begged yeah. for her dad's life,
1: yeah.
0: and he said, "Bring me his head." Come yo, that. Kane on that. Sunday. Bring that. me Chiellini's head
2: on a plate on a platter. Oh, I want it. I want it. I need it. I, I, <laughs> I, I need it. I need it. I need it. Kane has to dunk on his head top with the might of Tottenham. I promise you, this guy deserves it. This guy properly deserves it. He's got it. a good record it. against really, I'm already reading some of the rubbish he's talking about saying that, oh, well, you know, a team like England have played six out of the seven games at home. So, of course, they should be in a shut your mouth, man. Just wait until we find you, bruv. Just wait until we find you. <laughs> talking about, man. Oh, <laughs> please. Bruv
0: i am not sure if you've got seen the photos on Twitter and it was like it was like racism versus race racism. I've seen that one.
3: And
0: then there was another one with um oh, man, up, it, was, it was um Peaky Blinders versus um the Sopranos, Tony <laughs> Soprano no, no, man, no. All right, quality, quality. But anyway, yeah, let's let's move off of Harry Kane now because I feel like 14 minutes eulogising on Harry Kane is enough. I want to talk about another player in our team. Before we talk about all the nonsense preseason stuff, let's, let's stay on Euros as well, yeah. I want to talk about pierre Emil Hobie. I really do, because we need to have a dialogue about this guy. <clears throat> we need to have a dialogue about how good a tournament this guy has had. I literally just... Today, randomly, I was on The Athletic and I read this article. The, the article they wrote about him before England played Denmark. And I, it actually gobsmacked me how good a player this guy is. Like, I did not expect him to be this good. I really didn't. And he's such a good player. And I don't think he gets his flowers from opposition fans as well. Uh, Tops. what do you make of his tournament? Because when you, when you read some of the articles, when you see his performances on the pitch, like, he stood up. Not saying he's been their best player, but he's definitely been one of their influential. What's your take on Hojbjerg? Yeah, Yeah, man.
2: To be honest with you, it's mad, isn't it? Because when when we first signed him, I was screaming out for us to have someone who was somewhat of a technician in front of the back four. And the role he played for Tottenham has been a massive one. Because we needed a player like that to be consistent, to be able to master that midfield. And I'll bet he had some periods of the season where he was up and down. You know, the guy played a monster amount of games in the season. So I thought to myself, okay, then, you probably deserve a rest, but you're going to Euros. We'll we'll still catch you at the Euros. I've now caught him at the Euros. And boy, I'm not going to lie. Crazy things happen when you're not worried about the shackles of a shit defence behind you, you know. I swear to God. Because he looks completely different. You look at him in the midfield three with... Delaney and that that that, that young guy, Damsgaard, Damsgaard, in a more like attacking position. And you see that this guy, he can play. He's managing to get himself in excellent positions, making passes before assists, bringing his team forward, and also playing as a captain in the team without Eriksen. Like, this tournament isn't... Like, I'm not going to lie. I wanted us to win against them, but I knew that you know, in order for us to beat them, it's going to have a difficult game to allow this guy to not play. And I was looking at some of his performances on Sofa's score, some of his stats. Considering the amount of games this guy's had this season, he's had an excellent Euro. And he can hold his head high going back on, on his holiday. I don't believe, like, I feel like at Tottenham, we are actually shackling the kind of player that we can have with him. And maybe because he has to do quite a lot in that midfield or he has to play a lot of games, which I think Skip will help. But man, like this this tournament, I've been massively impressed by him. I can't lie, man. Like I'm massively impressed. Like even the outpour of emotion he had after the um, was it the Croatia or the Zetra Republic game? Look at him yeah, thinking. Tech, that's, tech what you, game. that's what you want in a midfield captain, in a fighter, someone who you know it means a lot. And you think to yourself, people were talking about, oh, he's the guy that's had the most right. He's been run, he's been run past the most all season at Tottenham. Like you have to you have to take everything into context, man but he's definitely stepped up at this tournament. I've been so impressed with him, man, Probably,
0: Yeah, give me your thoughts on Hoy Pierre.
3: Uh, he's had a good tournament, um, and probably he's probably like surprised a lot of people, uh, rightly so, because it, it has been a very good tournament, especially how it started for Denmark, to be fair, um, which a lot of people didn't take into consideration. So he has had a very good tournament. I think it does highlight exactly what I've been saying all of last season. Like, fine, granted, Jose Mourinho wasn't necessarily like, but I, I don't care what manager came in. To have a defence of Davison Sanchez, um, Eric Diabolical, Toby Aldo, I'm old, old and freaking <laughs> wh- whoever was left, yeah? Like, that defence is shocking. So you're going to strap, you know, a lot of shackles on a guy like Hojbjerg, who's got the engine to, you know, kind of like, you know, plug up the holes that get made, pause, no no pun intended, of course, yeah, but that gets left by the defence, yeah? Now, when you take that into consideration, seeing him at international level, it's the best of the best. It's the best Danish players for that season. So he's not going to come to the international thinking, oh, you know what? I need to cover, you know, my man, Anderson, or I need to cover Vestergaard. These men are the best of the best in our nation. They should know how to do their job or their certain assignments. So the shackles are released. The same thing happened with Xhaka and Switzerland. I know people are not going to know every Switzerland player, but these are the best of the best at what they do at international level. At club level, you see the faults and players and whether they can you know, deal with the, the issues that the, the club have because it's not necessarily the best of the best. Dyer shouldn't even be the top 100 center back in the whole of England, he's that crap, yeah. And Sanchez, let me tell you something about Sanchez, yeah. Any team that has Davidson Sanchez in it doesn't deserve silver, yeah. It, it just doesn't, yeah, because we've done this to ourselves, yeah. We, we've done this to ourselves, yeah. So, Javier, he definitely had a good tournament. I, I'm, I'm not gonna say great because I, I think maybe. I don't know, maybe it's because of the the, the time in which I was watching football, it's, it's hard for me to say great. But if somebody says great, I also respect their opinion on that. But I think he had a very good tournament. A very good tournament, and he showed everyone that understands football exactly what he's about. Now, if we can release the shackles coming into this season, yeah, there could be good things in the horizon
0: for us. I think I I think um because obviously when he came to when he came <laughs> to Spurs. One of my one of my main sort of gripes because I I understood that he was a player that we our midfield needed in terms of his bite aggression and just his work rate because his defensive stats the season prior for Southampton were up there with the with the be, very best in the league. Up there, yeah. right up there. Mm-hmm. So it looked like a midfielder that we need, that we needed. But the role he played at Southampton was different to the role he played at Spurs. Southampton played a four, two, two, two with with Ralph and he would play next to James Wood prowse He was like a pressing number eight. Like, he wasn't really a sitter. He didn't really sit at Southampton, but he sat a couple of times for, for Denmark uh, when he played on in the international. Field. And he sat for the majority of the season at Spurs. He was our deepest player, so he would be the one that we'd want to collect the ball the deepest and just operate in that area. But like you said, I think... I think most of us as Spurs fans, most of us have known that this guy can use the ball well because it was something that shocked me. Tops, we spoke about this. We spoke about this a couple months back with 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 Dave. Like I'm within the first probably two months of watching this guy, I was shocked at how good this guy is on the ball. Like he doesn't really get enough. He doesn't really get enough um, plaudits for like his ability to progress the ball at at a good level, not a great level, but he does it at a good level. And I think for Denmark, him playing in this role, like you said, yeah, without this, with, with, where he's not shackled, where he's got a sturdy defense behind him, and he can just be a, a eight alongside Delaney. He's been he's been excellent for them. And for me, it's telling that he's played every single minute of their campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's one thing you notice as well, yeah, against England, the the manager took off all took off basically all of their best players in midfield. An attack Bar Heuber because they were tired, they were lagging. Dolberg went off, guard went off, Delaney went off. They all went mm-hmm. off apart from apart from Brayfrit, he was an energizer buddy. And Hoibier, the guy played 120 minutes off the back of every single minute that they've had in the in the in the tournament, which tells you the importance that he's had to that team. And I think coming into this upcoming, coming into this season now, he gives us that option. OK, you can do a decent job. At, in fact, you can do a good job at the base. But now you're saying you can do a job next to Ndombele and we put someone behind you, like a skip or we buy buying a DM. We bring in maybe a Frank Kessie. I don't know. It gives us options. It gives us options because I think our midfield balance is one that we're still searching for. We still don't mm-hmm. have balance in that midfield Mm-hmm. Ever since that Dembele, ever since the likes of Dembele went and Wanyama fell off and stuff, we've just not had stability in our base. So it's definitely something that we can look at coming up this season as well. I was gonna ask you tops as well. What's 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 been your view on um Giovanni Lasso? Have you been keeping track of, of his um, uh, I've
2: been keeping I've been keeping track a little bit in the Copa America? Um he does seem to be having a decent tournament. Obviously, they're in the final. Upcoming against um Brazil. I mean from what I've watched as well, a lot of what Argentina <laughs> yes, do, well, a lot of what Argentina do seems to work around funnel it funneling it through to, to Leo. So yeah, to be honest yeah. with you, at this point, anything that he does could be perceived as you know as okay or decent if it comes, if it ends up being a goal or something, but they seem to be talking. I saw a couple articles um, from Ali Gold, which talked about um, his importance in the team. He's played quite a few of their games, and um, he has—he does look a bit more like the player that we that we that we bought. But um, again, I don't know South American football as well as maybe the next person. And to be honest with you, you know, I'm still waiting to see the best um, Giovanni Lucchese. Like, I hope maybe this is kind of giving him an invigoration. Being in the national team, being in like in, in a cup final, hopefully, um, getting some rest and then coming back to Tottenham refreshed. Because one of my, my biggest gripes with him was that he's always on the on the on the, on the treatment table, you know. And having this period of, of games for Argentina and hopefully coming back to the new season, we we can get the Chelsea that we think we have, you know. But mm. at this point, I can't really speak heavily because I don't watch South American football too tough like that but from what i've seen the games that i've watched he's done all right he's done all right like he's a worker the one thing i always like about him he's a worker he's not lazy which i like yeah and i always like how industrious a player he is you know with his technical ability he does put in a a shift almost like a well not as productive but almost like a mount if he wants to you know
0: yeah no fair fair enough i've actually watched a few Copa games, not all, but I've watched a few. The Argentina games I've watched, celso has been okay. Like he's not been, I don't think he's been anything extraordinary. Um, I think he's been, I think he's been alright. But I mean, clearly the manager in Argentina fancies him. Um, he's played what four? He started four out of their six games played. I think the only games he didn't play was when he got injured. I think he got injured and he missed like one or two, one or two matches, but. Clearly, he's important for the team. Yeah do you do you see do you see um, uh, a spot for the Celso in our midfield three? Like, do you are you expecting anything tangible from the Celso this upcoming season? It's all right to say no because I I'm not expecting a lot as well. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's actually a tricky one.
3: Yeah, now. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get a lot of enemies off this because this is really a tough one. There's a technicality with Lucesso and I, I, I genuinely feel he might only benefit from a free roll. Because he has the engine to kind of like go across the midfield line. Yeah. So not necessarily I don't I wouldn't say he's a great playmaker. I don't get that that um sense of uh, footballing IQ from him but he can find the pass and he has got you know very tidy feet so unless he's playing the free role i think he's going to struggle to get into the starting lineup um especially in the premier league because of such the, the tempo in which the the league is at um if it's a case of you know he's not really doing it for the starting 11 you know the first team and he's more like a benchman, then, uh, you know, I, I'd be happy for him to, you know, ply his trade in the Europa Conference League. You know, you know that's, he can captain that side. You hear me? You know, he can he do you can that, that. You know, what guide you these chances.
0: <laughs> what do you think of this then? Because um, uh, obviously there there's going to be a section I was going to dedicate to players we've been linked to, but we may as well speak on it now. Um, apparently, Spurs are looking to try and sign UR. I mean, he's someone who you'd expect if he's in our team, we'd put he he would suit that free role because he he operates he can operate on the wing, he can operate in as the interior of a midfield free. Sometimes he could be utilized as a ten. What do you what what, what what's your thoughts on UA? Because essentially, the role that you just mentioned that Lascelles could play for Spurs, he sort of plays for Leon at his best. So it's weird. If we're, if we're trying to sign Uar, surely that must mean someone like La Celso, he's either on a chopping block or he's going to be a, a rotation player.
3: You see, my thing is, I don't, I don't have a problem with La Celso being a rotational player. I don't have a problem with any of our midfield being rotated. Like the best teams rotate their players. <laughs> so, so if we're going to be like up there as one of the top teams in England, We need to start getting into the habit of, like, resting players, rotating them, using them in the right games against the right teams and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. If it's a case of, all right, cool, we get our in and people are like, we should be selling um, the Celso. I'm like, I'd keep the Celso. There's other bums in our squad that could go, bro. They could go for it. There's even one that dreaded up his hair yeah look. <laughs> hey straight here from from the north side hey ali i don't
0: want you here no more <laughs> we're gonna talk we're gonna talk on that we're gonna talk oh, on him now so, so let's 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 talk about delay because i mean we've been seeing the the, the spurs media machine in overdrive all he, it's like it's like his people have paid have paid Dele for... Um, they've paid... It's like his people have paid Spurs to just keep posting pics and videos and shit of this guy. Um, uh, so, you yeah. know... Sorry, go on. So, like, I, the way I look at it now, I see... First, I see pics of him in some basic-ass expensive drip. Then I see videos of him training in Portugal. Then I see... It's just they're doing a lot of prop to try and get us gassed to see what he could still offer us in it. This is what his I want to say seventh season coming up to his, this is this will be his seventh season at Spurs. Yeah, seventh
2: season. Yeah, because we, seventh seventh we oh, signed him at eighteen, and
0: he's uh, enough. Is there, en- yeah. Enough is enough now, lads. But tops. I know Yao hasn't read the interview, but you have. What did yeah. you make oh. of his interview recently? Because I feel like mm. I feel like he, at least he's taking accountability. You, you well, want yeah, that in
2: I'll- a player, right? I was, I was going to say that, like, you know, he, he speaks a, a number of different things. He speaks firstly, like, about him blaming himself um, because he feels like he hasn't reached the levels that he wanted to be. Um, interestingly, he doesn't blame Jose. You um, considering... can't blame Jose, it's his own fault. No, 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 Tops, stay, stay with your chest, bro. It's his own fault. Stay with your chest, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah? I agree, I agree. He I says he Jose... doesn't blame Jose, which I think... Is I think, think like... Jose didn't help, but he can't, he definitely cannot blame Jose He can't, fight. because at the end of the day, I think in he played under Jose, there was 32 games. He only played like, I think, 250 or 230 odd minutes. And then under Mason Mount, he played six games and played more minutes in those six games under Mason Mount than he did under Jose. But even then, his production was near on arse. Like, in my opinion, and I said this last week, I said this last week, he needs to have a look at himself, man, because this is a 25-year-old who, in my opinion, he came into the league, came into Tottenham on a wave. He was an unknown quantity and he absolutely killed it. He had a couple injuries, and this is not the same player that we know. But it's almost as if that even this is not the same player we know, he hasn't seemed to want to develop his game in any way to, to make himself adaptable for the team. Because the team has changed from when it had Dyer in midfield, Wanyama um, and uh, Dembele and Eriksen. But the player that we're watching now, I feel like there's maybe a little bit of like the energy or the bite that we once had with him. And in my opinion... I feel that it would better be it will better him to just try a new thing, just have a new challenge. There's no there's no harm in saying, you know what, maybe right now I need to change my settings and see if I can do something different. Jesse Lingard did it. And he almost got into the England squad. Like, you know, and he's younger as well, so there's no reason why Ali can't do that. I personally think his time at Tottenham is done. The one thing I will give him credit for is that he took accountability, which I think it's important because at least you can acknowledge that you're not really doing what you should be doing. And it's good because at least he realising that his shit does stink. Whereas there are certain men in our squad that are still of the opinion that their shit don't stink. And actually, their shit fucking stinks. So I don't <laughs> mind that he's giving us <laughs> I get that. I thought there was some interesting comments in, in the interview. He, he was talking about getting himself right. He, I think he's got he's, he's changing his diet and getting excess. He actually mentioned about having to do things in the off season that would be similar to like what a Ronaldo would do, which I thought was quite interesting considering this guy hasn't been anywhere near even his previous sort of quality or production level in the last let's say 2-3 seasons. So I feel like on the Nuno, if we don't get rid of him, he's going to have a new lease of life again. But again, I'm not really buying it, man. Like to be honest with you, like I like the kid, but I'm done with him now, man. I'm done. I kind of yeah. feel like it's time for him to move yeah. on.
0: Seeing his believing tops, seeing his believing, <sighs> and we've, we've not yeah, seen yeah, anything for too long. Go on, yeah.
3: Uh, just just one two pence on this because you know the honourable gentleman, tops. Obviously, red man. He's right. Now I don't want to add too much because he's he's already going to be doing his time in jail because um, we know he's convicted. But what I will say is, um, I don't care for what Delhi Ali's press team are doing. Yeah, <laughs> you're not winning me over. The only way you're going to win me over is by bringing silverware to Spurs. Yeah, and even then, I might still boo you. In it, well, at that point, in <laughs> yeah, because I might
0: still boo you.
3: I've had enough. Well, and what I mean by that, like I know man are saying, yeah, he could, maybe he should move on look how it worked for, for Jesse Lingard. Look, as much as people cuss Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard came out two seasons ago or a season and a half ago, said he was dealing with mental health issues. You know, he didn't want to go into it, but he had loads of family dramas. All right, cool. We respect that. You had to move away from Manchester. You went and done your thing in East London. Cool. <laughs> Deli Ali's issues, outside of what he's told the press, have been boohoo.com. What's going on here? Yeah? What's happening here? Yeah, you're doing modelling... In, in Love Island, but you, you can't give us one, two goals. Alright, so Tops has told you he's done with you. Toby doesn't even wear your shirts no more. And I, I personally, yeah, if I see you in my ends, I might slap you in it. Like, correct like, <laughs> a point. Yeah, so from the three honourable gentlemen, no Spurs, you know, New Spurs order and all that jazz, uh, if you don't get Twenty goals and ten assists next season. <laughs> what after you? Like your house is
0: on notice, yeah. Like twenty goals and yeah. ten assists. Twenty goals,
1: ten assists. Come on, I'm Just even going to be nice he, and say across, got across got competitions. competition like
2: before as well. That's what's mad. Huh? He's actually put up huh? numbers like that before. He had what
0: his best ever season, he put up numbers like that. Yeah. Which is like Look,
2: I'm I'm even gonna be nice and say
3: across all competitions. I'm gonna be that nice and say twenty oh and God. ten across all competitions. If man can't deliver twenty and ten across all competitions,
0: he needs to be deleted. Yeah, like I'm not gonna now, because it's not happening.
2: I'm I'm cool
0: with him being gone, is it? <laughs>
2: Respectfully, it's a no from us, is it? That's it, basically, isn't it? It's a, no. it's a no. Unrespectfully, I'm not respecting it. No. <laughs> Check it out, brav.
0: <laughs> Listen, okay, lads. It, it was good talking, Delhi. I think I think the message is clear and it, it has been reiterated across all of our previous episodes. But let's talk about a midfielder who, apart from who we were linked with at the top of the week. <clears throat> uh, Miralem Pjanic. We all know Barcelona's issues. We know that they are well over a billion pound in debt. We know that they need to get two hundred million off their wage bill this summer, and we'll look, it's looking like there might be a fire sale there. They might—they're they're willing to even let some players go for zero pound sterling just to get them off the wages. What was, what, hold on, what was the debt? Oh yeah. <laughs> Bro, they're over. They're over one billion euros in debt. Yeah, brother, it's bad. They're down bad.
3: Yeah, nah, nah. you might, nah, you might have sp- Nah, you, I know you might are jokers. Yeah, you might can't be no, spending me no, life like this. No, no, they're, they're, over, should, bad. They're,
0: they're over. They're over a billion pound, a billion euros in debt, and most of their debt is repayable now, 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 now. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not manageable debt like us. Most of their debt has to be paid. <laughs> within the within the upcoming uh, for, like the near n- the near future, basically. So, so, so where are yeah. going yeah. <laughs> why don't we go for, <laughs> for Dion thirty mil? Why are we going for him? Dion thirty mil. young thirty. Hey, that man I broke. You can't. Men can't be choosers, bro. <laughs> He's not going oh, anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's the prize jewel. He's not going yes, anywhere. Man. But yeah, so anyway, yeah. Off off their wage bill. They have to get two hundred million off their wage bill. Yeah, so. <laughs> So their wages, the, the wages they pay some of their players are brazy. Like they tried to, Ousmane <laughs> Dembele, they've offered him a new contract and they're basically trying to get him to take a 50% wage cut because they're paying him too much money. He's on the injury table. They're saying, we want to keep you, but we genuinely cannot afford to pay you this much. So, yeah, anyway, <laughs> let's talk, let's talk back on Beryl and Beryl. played, Barely played for, 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 for Barcelona next, last season one of the weirdest swap deals ever with Arthur, who didn't make sense to me. Barcelona were letting go of a player who I felt was, at this point in time, better than Pianic and younger. But it was weird. It was some sort of accounting bullshit that they did. But anyway, yeah. Milan Pianic, yes or no? And give me your reasons on a free transfer.
2: Tops, you go. Initially, I was like, no. And to be honest with you, the reason I said no was purely because I looked at the age, and I looked at the amount that he played last season, and I felt like it wasn't a re- it wasn't really a signing that I thought or the kind of profile of player we should be looking at purely because of how we've always done business. But actually, after like pondering, a lot of points were made in in like the group chat, and then looking at the, at the kind of profile of player he is. I think it would be a good deal. Um, this is a player who, you know, even though he's only thirty-one, he only he only played around twenty games last season. He plays sort of in that central midfield role. He's a set piece taker. Um, very, he could even operate as like a deep line playmaker. So allow us, which would allow us a bit more flexibility in that midfield. And he's in he's an in international. You know, I think at this point you can't really say no to a deal like that. Really. Um, I suppose my biggest qualm was also not just his age, but just the fact that, you know, having played most of his career in Italy and then moving to Spain, the pace of the Premier League would be something, or the pace and, like, you know, the power of the Premier League could be something that could be a bit under question for him. But if we're looking at the quality of the player, absolutely, man. Like, this is a player who we know has done well at a number of different teams in Europe, Roma... Juventus. Leon. Um,
0: starting up at Lyon as well. Uh,
2: you know, playing at Lyon and obviously um, that weird 60 million euro deal to Barcelona. This is a player that could easily upgrade. It's an easy, an easy upgrade on a Harry Winks, easy upgrade on a Sissoko. So there's no reason, if we can get it on a free, despite whatever, cause I think I read the wages or something like five or six million a year, which is a, quite a lot for a 31-year-old. But even on a one or two-year deal, on a free, I think we can free that at this
0: point, man. Let me just put it to you this way. Like you said, Winks is probably on around sixty to seventy bags a week. Sissoko, probably ninety bags a week. Um Eric Dyer, probably eighty bags a week. Davison Sanchez, probably seventy bags a week. lemela is on a hundred bags a week. Dele is on over a hundred bags a week. <sighs> these scary. are my response these are my responses when I speak about pianists being low relatively low risk on a free transfer when people tell me, Oh, but we can't afford him. That's my response. Look at add up those wages and then tell me you we can't afford pianic on a free transfer. Yeah, I'm gonna come to you next before I give my verdict. Give me your thoughts.
3: Listen, you read out some of the wages <laughs> and this on duty that I've I've whiffed in this house is disgusting. Yeah. How dare Bro. you? How dare you inflate this this quality podcast with such stinking stats? <laughs> you should be ashamed Bro. of yourself. Bro, it's it's mad this um, it stinks. Pianic is a fantastic technical baller. Like if you've watched him throughout his career, he is top quality. Uh I think Tops brought up some key points. The Premier League is a frightening league because none of the teams really want to let you rest. I mean, you might get a few 4-0s and 5-0 victories, but even those teams will want to fight you for 90 minutes. So can he cope with the pace of the league? I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Um, but he's, he's good. He's a good playmaker. He's a very good playmaker, something we don't have. We haven't had since Ericsson down, told completely. Um, and he can take free kicks for the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyone that can take Kane off kicks
2: <laughs> Kane and, and son, get them all. Yeah, over.
3: just them, please get, please, for the love of Jesus, get these man off set pieces. Please, I don't know where they decide this so. My verdict is it a free that we're looking at him because I, I heard it was a loan originally.
0: No, apparently, if apparently it would be a free transfer because they're trying to get Barça trying to get rid of him. So, yo, if it's a free, take him, bro. <laughs> no brain, <laughs> it? take him.
3: I, I don't. I don't even think it's a lose situation. It's for me bro. personally, it's win-win. We get a playmaker that we need. Yeah, he's got experience, more than enough experience, and we get him on. We don't pay a transfer fee. He's gonna be coming over for pounds sterling. Pounds are still worth more than the euros. Bring my man. You
0: hear me? <laughs> you know what it is with him? I, for me, I said it as a well, no-brainer. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, but he could flop. It could be another Schweinsteiger, blah blah blah, etc. etc. Schweinsteiger
2: wasn't United- a
3: flop. Be harsh. That's harsh.
0: I, but even if, even if I don't think he did well at United, but, and Bastion's one of my favorite players, but even if you want to use that point, Man United paid what sixty million pound for mm-hmm. Bastien Swansaker, and we're paying them big wages mm-hmm. free transfer we're not talking. if you told me sign Pianic for 20-30 million nah. I would say no nah. when I see Sabitzer available for 50 million I'll say no but mm-hmm. if you told me get piano for a free transfer a good technician in fact an excellent technician on the risk that oh maybe he may not hack the league but you're only paying his wages and signing on fee fam all day every day all day every day I'm, the I'm reason much- 50, What's I'm, that?
3: Because you said to Sabitsa, how much is the bits are going for?
0: Apparently, he's going for around 15 to 20 million euros. 15 to 20 million, one year left yeah, before.
3: man. Yeah, that's not got bad. One year left bro. That's, that's I, not bad. I'd, I'd get both.
2: Yeah, I, this is I'm, what I'm saying. See, you know what I, mean? I don't see the risk. Bro, <laughs> both there's one. no risk. There's no <laughs> <one>. risk. <There's no laughs> <one>. Get no <laughs> one on the free and get one for 15 to mil. Yeah. I don't see yeah. the yeah. risk. Get rid of Sissoko. You're already, you're already looking like you're technically better. But you have a better kind of quality of player, better. He... Like, come on, man. You like, said, said Tosoko?
3: Said... We we don't we don't have that guy no more. I deleted.
0: Tosoko.
3: Come bro, on, let's delete.
1: It's,
0: it's 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 nuts to me. It's nuts. It's like because uh, I'm like, bro, signing someone like Pianic on a free gives us the opportunity to then spend actual transfer kitty on like a Sabitzer, and then if you spring in too midfielders. Then that gives us that means now we actively have to sell winks. We have to sell Sasoko. We have to sell Delhi to create space. We could even consider looking looking at selling the likes of the Sissoko as well. Just sell players that just aren't contributing. We can it gives us that that flexibility. Anyway,
3: he had La Mello, Moro.
0: No, these Lamella,
3: are
0: football, right? Moro. What players that I think need to go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll minimum we'll make is 10
3: million from each
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lamella, Amora, Winks. Yeah, I said Mora. I don't care if he had a decent season. Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: more come win. back. That. I'm
0: cool with it. I'm cool. Uh, um, Sissoko, Dyer, Sanchez, Doherty, <laughs> Serge Aurier. He wants to leave on a like one year left in his deal.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. That's like eight like, days there. Guys, man, like I, I don't know. I saw the Tottenham the Tottenham Social teams, as man, well. like, the, the other day and I was just it was just I was just getting mad it's like looking at all the guys that we have that played in Euros and then I'm looking at the guys left back at top, Hotspur Way. Yeah and it's yeah, just mid ballers in that team man. Just looking <laughs> at Dele and Dio and Lamella warming up again. Just so many mid ballers. Just get them out of the club, man. Like, why are we not doing more to get them out, man? Just get these mid mid ballers out of the team. Like, honestly, I can't. Keep I'm gonna doing say something
3: about like there, yeah. Like, and I know, I know, there's gonna be fans out there that going be, they're gonna be cussing. But I don't rate Mings as you, man, in the group. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't rate Mings like that. Yeah, not to say that he's. I don't think he's poo, but I don't rate him like that. Yeah. But he made it into the England team. Dyer can't even come into the Grenada team. Yeah. That's how Grenada don't even have a 22 man squad that you or I or Toby can mention. Yeah. But Dyer should never be selected for any nation on the face of this. Planet. He shouldn't even be selected for a nation like Antarctica. Like he shouldn't be for none of them. Yeah. That guy is absolutely dog shy. And, if we don't freaking let this guy go on mutual
2: consent, free, kick him out. Yeah. yeah. No, like, mutual like, consent what? to sacking him. Yeah. It's, if, it's, I it's, want Lever to call him well in and it. tell him, you are
3: absolutely shocking. This is, this is how I want leave you to do it. Daya, come in. You know, um, I've, I've gone and seen the touchline, Hotspur's video. And these men, they call you diabolical. Yeah. They, they've put a twist on your name. Um, it's not good press for Spurs. It's not good press for me. Uh, I've lost my hair because of signing players like you. So, from this point on, you you can tell people you're a Spurs player, but you don't play for us
2: no more. You're sacked. That's that's how I want it. Yeah, we leave him you man. Do it. We need moment, it man. Uh, like what what annoys me about what's happening is that I'm all well and good, happy. Like sorry to go off topic, terms. I'm all well and happy for us to be looking at these potential players, but we need to get the deadwood out. We need to get the deadwood out. We've got to get these bums gone. Like, once you get the bums gone, you have a fresh plate to work with. But with these bums just diluting the squad with their midness, it's looking like we're going to be doing the same rubbish just under a new guys with Nuno. And I don't need that. I don't need the rubbish of Lamella and Mora. Mixing with my Canes and Sons. I don't need the midness of Winks and Soko mixing with Ndombele. I do not need my defenders like Regulon and Sess being mixed with the bums that Sanchez and Dyer get the Deadwood gone first. Paratici seems like he's working hard, but bro, work harder. Work harder. Work harder. Work harder. Facts, I need to facts, see these bums facts. gone. Work harder.
0: Facts. Facts. Hey, tops.
2: No
3: record. Uh, drop it. I'm purchasing it. Yeah. I'm purchasing Probably. your album when you drop it. That
0: that was nothing <laughs> but facts. Quality. Shree's even said the same thing. Like we're not seeing a lot. We're, we're only seeing Alistair Gold saying Spurs are open to this player. We're going, Oh, X club is monitoring this. I don't want to see monitoring. I don't want to see open. I want to see bids. I want to see bids. Get them out. Sayonara. Goodbye. Dirty man fam, they need to skate. They need to flip and skate. But anyway, let's let's get off of that and let's finish off with the let's finish off with the, the most ridiculously poor part of our team, our center backs. Oh Jesus. So we've been linked we've been obviously we, we spoke about uh, Tommy Yasu last week. Yeah and the rumours this week are that they knocked back our first bid and we want to go back in for a second bid. And apparently we're sniffing around for Jules Kundu. We spoke about both centre-backs last week. So before I end the pod, anyone want to comment on, on either centre-backs? Because this Tommy Tomiyasu guy, I've spoken to some, some guys who've watched Serie A a lot and they seem to like him. I don't have a clue what he's going to be like, but from what I've seen and read... From what I've seen in comps anyway, and from what I've read, he looks like a technically sound player. But again, anyone looks good in comps. I don't know, I don't know or have any indication of how good this guy will be because he's an unknown quantity. And there you go, Spurs signing unknown quantities.
3: Um Kunde is, so let me just clarify that I saw a little a little shot uh towards Spurs in a uh, recent press press releases, apparently man calling us uh second tier. Can can anyone clarify whether that was from his mouth or not? I don't or know. Whether...
2: I, I don't know. I saw that as well. Like to be honest with you, all the media that I've seen with regards to Kunde, it, it was it always seems to be like a little bit laughable, a little bit of shade being sent towards us towards the Tottenham sort of uh, group in terms of whether or not we can actually afford to buy him or whether or not he actually wants to drop his level from Sevilla to come to someone like Tottenham. I don't know, man. Like, to be honest with you, if we're not going to pay the money, then we should just cross him off the list and move on to someone that actually wants to play for Spurs. Like, with regards to Tomiyasu, you know, I'm reading a lot. I I put quite, there's, I read quite a good article by breaking the lines on Tomiyasu, on his ability as a centre-back and his his willingness to want to defend and learn about the art of defending, which I think is also very important. Um, again, I've not seen enough of him to be able to know. But all I do know is that he is a very competent centre-back and they speak quite highly of him, um, despite him being quite young. So if we can get that over the line, again, like you know, Levy and his cronies stop moving like a cheapskate. Just pay the peas, get him in, get embedded, and we can go from there. At this point, man, we need defenders. It's so obvious that, as well that we need defenders. That's clearly an area of our team that needs moving. And preseason started on Monday, guys. We still ain't got new centre-backs. Like, that should be worrying to us. That should be worrying. Um,
3: what I would add to that is, um, I said this last week, uh, I stick by what comes out of my mouth. So people can't come and be like, you said this, you're going to take it back. I don't care, brother. Kunde can can't decide on what his hairstyle is going to be. So I can't trust him at the back. Yeah, If you if you've <laughs> decided on something as fundamental as your haircut, I can't trust you with the technical sides of our defence. And if we're willing to pay 50 million, or that's what's been quoted for him, and that's how much it's going to take to prise him away from Sevilla. I want it. Why, not just, why not just take 10 million off that and pay Inter for screen Like, I, I don't understand this nonsense. I don't get it. Yeah, Skriniar is by far the better, Winner. the best defender that we've been linked with in the past two seasons. Yeah, like I think apart from probably Diaz that we were linked to, but I don't get how this guy has come out of because we saw him in the Euros. He he got he got the rest of his side toasted against whoever France were facing. Man got, got absolutely ridiculed and and gave it was Portugal gave a penalty. Man, man why are you protecting your head with your hands nobody likes your face so i don't get this why are we linked with people like this it is nonsense that needs to stop absolutely stop today i don't want to hear us linked with Kunde. yeah that is a nigerian masquerading as a french person and i'm not having it yeah you nigerians over here
2: stop let him slide. You've let him slide with his name. <laughs> Kone, yo, yeah, we, yo, know, yo, we know yo, like, when we see yo. one, yeah? You see, yo, okay. You've let him this slide. You this let, him this, hey, let me tell this guy. yeah? Do that, Tops, Toby, if you don't get
3: up to this guy and tell him to sort out his hair, I'm going to lose <laughs> it. I don't want him at Spurs until he gets a decent haircut that can be respected by our fans. Furthermore, Tops is absolutely right. If we don't sweat out this defence come August, whatever the freaking start of the season is, we're going to get burnt. We're going to get absolutely mullered by every single team in this league. And I'm not going through another season of heartache. I don't deserve it. These bastards had the audacity to send me an <laughs> email saying, do you want to get a season ticket? For what?
0: A heart attack? <laughs> you
3: must be bluffing. <laughs>
0: this is quality, quality, quality. <laughs> you Notice, know you know I agree with you, and top. We need to sort out this defence. I am not big on Kunde. i I've never been big on Kunde. Like, I... I'm Not even doubting that he can play to some sort of level, but I don't. If if I don't even think we have 50 million to spend on, on one player, but if we do, it's definitely not going to be Kunde that I want it us to spend that money. It cannot be him. Um, I think there are better players that we can buy for that money that can improve. Our who, who's, who's the
3: who's the French player? Is it French? Um, the one yeah, who, is, is it at Vendor? Is it how do
0: you La-Crosse. pronounce it? Lacrosse? Lacroix? Lacroix? I don't La-Croix? know how you pronounce it. Lacrosse. He's gonna like,
3: absolutely kill us. But we've we've his name. We've, we've killed his Who are these guys that were linked with? Like, I hey, I saw, I saw his it. compilation
0: though. Right, Apparently, talks. he's meant to be quite good. Is no, he young? Is he's young.
2: Yeah, he's, he's young. young.
0: yeah, he's
3: young. I
2: mean, like, are you man still on locking down Anderson or not?
3: No, I don't even care now. <laughs>
0: Listen,
3: if we sign,
2: if we
0: sign, if we sign a beastly centre back and another. Reasonable, good centre back. I don't really like. It, it, I don't care if it's, and I don't mind Anderson. Do you get what I'm saying? I think he'd be, yeah. a, I think he'd be a good addition. But really? it's not, it's not the end of the world. He's not indispensable for me. Like, yeah, we can yeah. get another Anderson. Yeah, do you yeah, get what I'm yeah, saying? I just true. need us to find good players. I think it's just because he's available at uh, a good price. Yes. Okay. But anyway, someone said it's Lacroix. It's Lacroix. Okay, Lacroix. Okay. 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 All right, cool. Let's uh, and on that note, let's 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 all sort of end it here, lads. Um, yeah. But- those who are watching, or those who have watched with us, thank you for watching. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter as well. At Spurs underscore touchline on Twitter. Um, Yao Bruce Busia on Twitter. Tops 881 on Twitter. And then for me, Tapping Tobes on Twitter. Make sure you hit us up. Let us know your thoughts on this episode as well. Uh, the final is going to be ferocious. The Discord is going to be popping, of course discord live this sunday touchline fracker discord live if you've been in Discords at a domestic level you know they pop off so you don't want to miss it make sure you are in that discord on sunday it is going to be mental we might see harry kane solidify his claim for a ballon d'or nomination who knows let's, let's go let's see let's see let's see but guys yao tops thank you for hopping on Enjoy your weekend, lads.
2: Wonderful, wonderful. And
0: let's hope it comes home.
2: Simple. Come on, England, man. Come on, England.
0: Peace out. Into the goal. The it's
1: on it's debut, Tongue Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Let's take it out of the way. Lucas Moura clips it's it. Oh, great one. goal! Stephen Point has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible debut on the A. Sports Social Podcast Network